Welcome to the Affiliate Mastery Podcast, a show about making money online and mastering the affiliate game. Your host, Frank Chan. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Affiliate Mastery Podcast. Here's your host, Frank Chen, with the lovely Alex May, bringing you guys another great topic. Like all our episodes, it's brought to you by theaffiliateincubator.com. It's gonna be your one-stop shop for all things affiliate management, consulting, and training, where we help businesses grow and scale while working and attracting uh, affiliate partners. So I have Alex today. She's going to be kind of diving into our topic, give you guys a little bit of a rough lay of the land of what we're going to be talking about, but it's going to be surrounding the topic of a prospecting for affiliates. And really, it's all about building up your pipeline so you constantly have a steady flow of uh, partnerships and relationships and sales and um, all of that together month to month to month without ever a lull in this process. So I'm really excited about today's topic. We had Alex craft out our uh, call today, and I'm excited for her to dive in. So Alex, what you got for us today? Yeah, Frank, thanks. I'm excited to uh, take this one away. Hopefully I do you proud. No, this is this is a really a topic that I spent a lot of time doing in our business. And so through all of that, I've kind of gotten a process together and also found some interesting um, inflection points where I noticed not a lot of people pay attention and, and a lot of people pay too much attention. So this episode is really to kind of back it up a little bit, because here's the situation. You can have all of your logistics with your business buttoned up. You can have a badass affiliate ready product. You could have your affiliate program meticulously designed. You can have your incentive structure dialed in. You can have a pitch to the nines and you can have your your backend stress tested, but here's the deal. And and by the way, we cover all of that in in all of these um, other episodes that we've gone over and will continue to, because they are important but they are just a machine. They're not a well-oiled machine without prospecting. The oil and the fuel to that funnel that's gonna ignite it and get it going is prospecting, are those new affiliate um, partners. And so, as you know, with a car, the oil constantly needs to be changed in order to, to run smoothly. An affiliate program, you constantly need to be prospecting to get that fresh, what we call fresh blood in there to to really make that a well-oiled machine. Absolutely. And I got to say, you know, in my 12 years of doing this, I've never gone a year where my set amount of affiliates for my pipeline was always able to carry me through a 12-month period. I've constantly had to continuously fill my pipeline and that's what we're going to kind of cover today. And I get it. I get it. When you guys talk about prospecting, talking to affiliates, you're thinking, holy crap, it takes up so much time and you're absolutely right. But we're going to show you guys a little bit of ways to kind of free up that time or at least wrap your head around really the importance of this. So if you do hire someone to take on this role, you kind of breathe into them so they understand why this is important and all the time they're spending on it uh, and is going to be really to help grow your business. So with that, I'm going to let Alex dive in to the prospecting side of building your affiliate pipeline. All right, let's splash. So Frank, you know, I love my diction. I like my metaphors and stuff. So I just, before we go into that, I kind of wanted to, to, to read a, a, a Wikipedia excerpt, excerpt and then take away what's going to set the tone for today's call and set that mindset. 
Wikipedia says prospecting is searching for precious commodities by means of experimental drilling and excavation. I think that you can gather what most of that means, but the key word here is experimental. The mindset that we need to get into is you're going to be testing a lot of different methods here to see what brings the most gold for you. When I, when I say methods, I mean your messaging. When I say methods, I mean how you're actually approaching, where you're going to start to find these affiliates. Um, it takes consistency. It takes patience. And you're going to be modifying that as you go. Sometimes you'll get what you expect. Sometimes it'll be better. And sometimes you'll just learn. So that's the mindset we really want to, I guess, instill when you're going into prospecting is, you know, be fluid, be flexible, and know that you're going to be iterating. We know prospecting is huge for salespeople. That's how they stay afloat, building their database, communicating with those leads. But something that is not thought about enough is how that translates into the affiliate industry. I mean, in episode five, we, we go into depth about this, but affiliate management, you know, management is in the title, right? You have project management um, as a big part of that role because you're dealing with different teams, you're dealing with accounting, you're dealing with schedulers, you're dealing with an intern if you have one, what, what have you, but, but really development, business development, which is not in the title, is, is where the prospecting lives. And honestly, it is not stressed enough. And when looking to hire someone to manage your affiliate program or hire an affiliate manager, we need to, like, I'm gonna drive this one home. You need business development skills. You need to set those expectations for the role and also look for those skills within your applicants because prospecting and as well as, you know, account-based um, management is really huge. Absolutely. And I think, you know, until you're able to get to that point, some of the questions are like, oh, should I hire an affiliate manager? Is that something that I need right now? Well, it's really up to you. You know, if it's not them, it's going to be you. So if you don't have the time, then that's probably the best decision you got to make. Otherwise, this is the mindset that you got to get into is if you talk about affiliates, you know, that's a key important role in your business. You have to prospect, you have to do business development. And this is not a when I need it kind of thing, this is an everyday kind of thing, right? And it's even if you're just reaching out to one person a day, that's better than just waiting till, oh, I have a promotion or a launch coming up in a month. Now I need to start outreaching to people. If that's the way you're thinking, 100%, you're already behind, right? Because uh, you know, we didn't really talk about this too much, but most people in our space map out their calendars and quarterly and uh, quarterly schedules. So if you come into it 30 days, you may not even get anybody to work with because they're already two to three months past your launch date. So really, like what we really want you guys to understand here is you've got to start now and really start building this comfort because it will make you, you know, this is definitely gonna take you out of your comfort zone. A hundred percent, you've never done this before. And if I've learned anything in all my years of doing this is most people stop within the first few weeks because it does take a lot of time. Um, but that's not an excuse for you not to do it. All right. So again, just wanted to like reiterate that again for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as Frank mentioned, you have your own calendar and your schedule set out, right? You spend the time to map that out. Think about it. Other people in your space have the same. They have their own priorities. The nature of the business is that you're 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 pivoting. You're being really nimble to your priorities within your business. And so not only can you not expect your, your small group of existing partners to be ready to, 
two weeks in advance promote for you or do a cross promotion or whatever that may look like. There are times, even when, especially in, in the info marketing space, these people that you've you know been partners with, buddies with, you've done a lot, made a lot of money together, they might just shift industries entirely. Frank has an example um, of, of someone who was in residential real estate and then totally flipped into commercial. So everything, you know, that's a totally different, totally different target audience. I had a really interesting um, example with someone that I was reaching back out with, like I usually do. Four months later, the guy's like, oh yeah, hey Alex, um, so I'm not in real estate at all anymore. I'm actually um, doing essential oils and like doing this, this online selling. And, you know, of course he tried to you know, rope me into that field too. But again, very different audiences, not going to be helpful. For, you know, that synergy is, is, is effectively gone. So basically don't put all of your eggs in a couple of baskets. You want to always be filling your pipeline and you always want to have a rotation. I absolutely agree. And here's the thing. This is ha this happened to me all the time before. And I learned this from one of my previous mentors, probably still my mentor now. We've, I've just known him forever. When, is it, does the mentorship ever stop, Alex? I don't know. Never. <laughs> right. Are you, so, is this you a know, test? <laughs> so one of the episodes I'm really excited to, like, to record for you guys later on is going to be on forecasting and scheduling and making your revenue more predictable. But what ends up happening sometimes is like, you know, when you're really depending on someone else's promotion, uh, there are instances where last minute they could be like, Hey, Frank, I got with my marketing team. We actually need to plug in one of our internal promotions the week I told you I was going to promote. And some of this happens like a couple of days before. And if you were putting a lot of like expectation on that to bring in a lot of sales and revenue, what happens when they're like, Hey, my list is my list. This is what we're doing. Sorry. We'll promote you like in a month. Do you get mad? Do you cross your arms and kick your feet and give it? No, you you literally just say, okay, completely get it, man. Thank you. Uh, just hit me up and update me if anything changes. And it's up to you at that point to immediately fill somebody back in to help replace that person. And the only way you're going to be able to do this is having a pipeline. And trust me, this happens all the time, especially if you're at the whim of somebody else's schedule, really. So don't be surprised if that happens. And the only time you're going to feel upset or feel like you're scrambling is because you didn't do the work before. And now you're scrambling to try to find a replacement to make up this revenue. So this happens all the time. Just want to really prepare you guys for that. Yeah, I think that's a common theme, right? That we talk about is, do we build the house and then the foundation? Or do we, you know, suck it up, realize that putting in the work, maybe you're not quite, you know, in need of whatever that may be, whether it is prospecting, whether it is a CRM, or, you know, we'll talk about that, but really doing it the right way and saving yourself so much strife down the line and frustration is, is key. And that, does, that this is the prime example here, because the, I mean, there's not much like the panic of like, shit, I I have these holes now that I have to fill and it's way too late. That's because I didn't take the time to have my rotation and have my pipeline. So um, just like to, to, to bring it back to, you know, building the plane as it crashes or whatnot is, is, is it happens and it works sometimes, but. What does um, it say that they like build or, or pack your parachute on the way down is kind of what a lot of people do in our space. Which is fine, you know, I think that's, you know, something is better than nothing, right? That's 
but I think it really catered. That really is a saying for building a product, right? Don't get so much into the design. Just get it out there and get it out, you know, get it done and get it out there and then kind of fix it as you, as you do it. Right. Um, yes. So it doesn't apply here <laughs> because as, as we'll get into it, it's a process, right? You can't just pluck someone out of the air and be like, this is a good fit. They're going to, you know, you're going to crush this for me now. So here or there. Now, I think we have we have highlighted why prospecting is important. And now it's into the objectives. These are the objectives you should have when prospecting. And there are four main goals here, and they are intertwined, but they all start with identifying strategic partner, partners in order to do four things. And I'm going to go through each of these um, quickly, and then I'll dive in a little bit more. One is to recruit them to promote your products to their audiences. Two is to add value to your database by promoting outside products to your audience. Three, in so doing, the previous two, increase your authority and really enrich the space as a whole. And then um, number four is expanding into other industries. So we'll start with kind of the bread and butter of why you're prospecting. And that is to find affiliates that have similar or or tangential target audiences to you that you can tap into and and scale and test your offers to without having to pay for ads. So you basically want to convince people, hey, this is my product. And it's way more nuanced than this. But the, the general idea of this is this is my product. It'll do great to your audience. They agree. That is the end objective. Again, there's a lot more to it, and we're going to go into into more depth there, but that's the bread and butter. Are you telling me that if you just told someone that your product's super awesome, they're just not not going to want to promote it? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) I'm saying that um, I might be shooting myself in the foot here with uh, how I'm trying to keep it (laughs) on. No, we do talk about this in episode two in a little bit more detail about how to create um, the right opportunity. And it's all about creating win-win situations with your affiliates, right? I think too often we just see people say, hey, this is awesome. You want to promote it. You should because it's great. It's the next thing, you know, it's the next best thing since, you know, sliced bread. Definitely, like Alex said, it, there's a lot more nuances to it. Check out episode two. We'll go, in, we go into that a little bit deeper for you and kind of give you an, a, a better idea of how to approach those conversations for sure. Yes, episode two. And we also go into how the utility of affiliate partnerships can kind of take the place of putting so much onus on paying for ads. So this is a great way to test your offers and to tap into other audiences. So that was number one. Second objective is to add value to your database by finding complementary offers through these conversations that you're having because they have built their audiences because they more than likely have solutions that can complement yours. So you probably don't offer it all, right? We all have our niches. We're a master of that. We've put our attention and time and, and investment in all fronts into our niche. And other people have done the same. And so start looking for the holes that you don't fill that affiliates can fill. Um, I, I like the tool belt or the toolbox analogy is each relationship that you make can potentially add not only to your tool belt and your ecosystem of of, of products and services, but if you think about it from the perspective of your followers, you know, the people who are trusting you, 
and following you, you are filling holes in their toolboxes. So ultimately, you're helping your community reach success even faster. Um, and, and one last point is on episode five, we talk about expanding your product ecosystem and whether or not that means you are going to expend the blood, sweat, and tears, and really, first and foremost, money on, on building these solutions and additional auxiliary complements internally, or if you're going to adopt them. And we're talking about adopting them. Average other people's elbow grease and achieve the same value in your ecosystem, as well as providing it for your communities. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the one thing I could piggyback on here is if you've ever told yourself or you know this as a business owner is, man, I know I'm leaving a lot. I'm leaving a lot of money on the table. A lot of the times when people say that, I'm like, what do you mean? So, well, I have this portion of my list, which hasn't been buying my products. Um, I just don't know what to put in front of them or, hey, you know, uh, all I teach is this. but I don't have a software or, hey, I have these things, but I don't have funding. And again, I'm referring to real estate style products. It, these are the holes we're talking about, right? And if you just kind of create a simple list, okay, we need funding, we need a software, we need this, and then go out there and prospect for those types of relationships, you can plug these holes and then become a resource for your community in these areas that you currently aren't fulfilling, okay? So that's going to be kind of how you're going to go out and look for the right people is to just identify where the holes are. For sure. And in, in identifying where your holes are and filling them, there is an indirect objective that is achieved here. And that's number three, that is increasing authority. It, in the context of both of those first objectives, no matter if you're new to affiliate marketing or you're established, maybe you've been in it, you've been bobbing a little bit, kind of in limbo, or maybe you are incredibly established in your niche, but you want to expand out of it and into different target audiences. The increase in authority goes both ways for when you're finding affiliates to promote you and when you're finding offers to add to your tool belt and, and as Frank said, to fill those holes. So when you're doing your prospecting and your research, you're obviously going to find those dream partners. Those people that have put in the time and the effort and got their shit together. They build that trust. And the objective is to, to get them into your circle so you can anchor on that trust. <clears throat> they put in that blood, sweat, and tears and money to build that community so their followers listen to them. They don't believe that they would be led astray because of how, you know, all of the work that they've done to build that trust to begin with. That's something you've done internally for yourself as well if you're a product owner. So, I mean, imagine the power of a, a heavy hitter, like, I don't know, I'll use an example, Tony Robbins is, is recommending your product. I mean, the power of that name behind your product and, and the perception of, wow, if they're recommending this, then it must be good. I mean, obviously sales are going to be the number one, you know, bottom line goal here. There's the brand awareness element that is so important and that people really brush off a lot of times. Even if they don't sign up, even if they don't buy, they can Google you. They know who you are now. And because you're leveraging that credibility of that thought leader and that authority, um, down the line, it's a longer play. Um, if you have the funnels in place and you have the retargeting in place, 
that brand awareness will convert down the line. So I think that, that I beat into you guys how important it is that you can increase your authority through these relationships as well, which will, will shoot you leads ahead. But the authority goes both ways as well, whether or not you're looking actively for complementary solutions for your tool belt, or if you just unearth them through your conversations and your prospecting. Introducing valuable products to your followers, it really cements the fact that you have their best interests at heart. You're a one-stop shop for them. Maybe you don't offer it, but hey, they're still looking out. You had, they're trusting your authority at that point. I think, you know, in our personal lives, that's one of the things that we constantly come across, right? If we work with a contractor, it doesn't matter what space you're in, you know, if they do, if you do good business with them and you trust them and you're like, Hey, do you have any referrals? I need something like this because I know you guys don't do it. Absolutely. Let me give you, you know, two or three contacts. They may or may not make any money from that, but as a consumer or the end, end user of this service, I'll be like, wow, they're actually looking out for my best interest and are really trying to help me out whether they make money or not. That builds an extra layer of uh, trust and loyalty when it comes to next time, you know, I need this same exact service. You bet your butt I'm going to call that person or ask them for a referral. So authority does goes both ways. I'm glad you did touch upon that, Alex, because, you know, we're spending a lot of effort to build trust with our communities. You know, we don't just go in this business, create a product and not build a community. So there's ways to anchor and leverage your community in a more positive way. I think a lot of people fear like, well, if I sell them another product, you know, that's not mine, it's going to create confusion. I'm going to dilute my own sales. But again, if you position it correctly as, Hey, I'm, I'm a badass at this. This is why I freaking know if you need any information, on this, I got you. But all these things here, I'm not that great with, but you could definitely make money with this. I've gone through it and it's really up to you. Like uh, we have one guy in our space who literally analyzes every single product. He's in the wholesale space, but he analyzes everything that he goes through the modules, the courses, the deliverables, asks so many questions because he really wants to make sure that anything he puts in front of his audience is something he can get behind. So it's really up to you how, you know, much detail you want to go into um or you could just be like people like hey i i don't really know this product that well but i like the person here you go i think it comes back down to again transparency i talk about this all the time as long as you're transparent with your community let them make a decision all right don't hide or be fearful of any confusion it's all about how you craft your message great points frank absolutely that that caps off our third goal and our fourth and final goal of prospecting is to expand into other industries. And I touched on this earlier. You, you might have mastered your industry. You might have all of, you know, you, you might have covered all of your ground. You might have relationships with every single person. I mean, that's not likely, but, you know, for the sake of the argument, that doesn't mean that the, that the prospecting ends. That actually means that's where it begins. So, Prospecting can help you break out of your niche. For instance, we're in the real estate space. There's a lot of overlap now and a lot of kind of migration into business, biz op or personal development, or even on a more acute level, going from residential to commercial or vice versa. These are completely different, I guess, target audiences that have potential synergies if you get creative. Because you know what? Things and specific to our industry, things can get incestual and, you know, you, you spend years and years making money together. It's working, it's working. And then before you know, you realize that, you know, you kind of whittle down into the same 
you know, eight people and to, it caps out essentially. You, in order to break through to that next level of growth, you have to start thinking outside of the box. So for instance, if, you're, if we're in the health space and you sell supplements online, maybe take a look at fitness programs and people who are representing those um, that thought leadership or think about essential oils. Like I went back to the guy that left real estate and went to essential oils. You know, there is synergy if you're willing to get creative and think outside of your box and prospecting is the only way to do that and to really bring that to your awareness of what opportunity is out there outside of your little corner of the world. Yeah. And kind of bring this home guys is like understanding, I should say guys and gals, but to really be understanding, you know, with real estate specifically, right. The persona is all about mindset. Someone with money who wants to make passive income, everybody and their moms out there talking about real estate being a great tax shelter. It's a great next step. If you're really trying to grow your wealth, family legacy, all those, you know, keyword terms you hear in all these webinars, but the truth is, is like people in the biz op space think like that. They're looking for opportunities, right? Personal development, you know, people who want to improve their life, improve their personal financial situations, uh, people like doctors, lawyers, and attorneys, they have a lot of capital and they don't have really the time to, you know, seek assets and invest and things like that. But depending on your product in the space, it may cater to them perfectly. Like, hey, here's a passive way to invest and you never have to do a single thing. Oh, okay, cool. Like that's a completely different audience type or if maybe you're raising private money, that's a huge audience that we could tap into where the real estate investor may not be thinking this way, but a doctor, lawyer, attorney is. So that's kind of where our space is like starting to shift into as our space has become uh, more crowded and we're all working together. We're all using the same keywords on our ads. We're really attracting all the same people we call as cross pollinization, meaning there's someone on my list along with four other lists and we're all selling them the same things at different times in the year. So it get, it does get stale. Uh, and I think the best way to break out of that staleness is to dive into a completely different industry in which your current one is either ignoring or they don't they don't know how to have that conversation yet. Right. And that's really the purpose of this podcast is to really open the the, the channels to other uh, industries, not just stay within real estate. So if you are in finance or personal development or any of these things uh, and you're teaching your communities to have that mindset of, you know, real estate's a good option, then we can have conversations like that. But I do. The main thing here is. Definitely focus on your existing community, your niche, that's fine, but you're really going to have a lot of much bigger opportunities with far less competition when you decide to think outside the box. And uh, for me, that's kind of where we're, our plan is for 2021 is to really start expanding beyond the real estate market. Uh, there's so many other people out there who are interested in real estate. We're just trying to prospect those people uh, to where we can bring them into our ecosystem now and really create new uh, high revenue driving opportunities because we're not the only space that has large email lists. There are a lot of other spaces with huge, like like huge, huge, huge lists that make us look small. And I'm looking to forward to tapping into those opportunities. So you should be too. For sure, we're walking the walk. And, yeah. and it's exciting. I mean, mindset is really the, the overarching topic as Frank mentioned here. If you think about it as exciting because you are unearthing these other opportunities and you're expanding, if you get in the mindset and you warm up to the fact that prospecting is, is not just 
something that you do when you need it. It's something that you integrate, you know, into the processes that comprise this well-oiled machine. You know, get excited about it. And, and really, you just got to start. And you got to start having more conversations because it kind of takes on a mind of its own. Frank, I say all the time, is really great at having these conversations and identifying opportunities that he had no idea were going to come up until he started talking about them. You know, so keeping an open mind and getting creative with what outcomes could, could you know, show themselves. And we talked about those four objectives. There, those objectives show themselves in many different ways. And we're going to talk more about those in future episodes. But don't get complacent, guys, because you don't want to regret. You don't want to find yourself scrambling at the end when it's kind of too late. Get excited about the potential opportunities. Think outside the box. Get creative and just start. I absolutely agree. You know, we always really emphasize the importance of massive action. You know, we're especially if you're in the education space, this is something that we try to breathe into our buyers, breathe into our all the time. Because if they don't take action, they're not going to get the results. Um, and again, you know, we're all about time. And I know as business owners, you know, we're, we're we're going through these growing pains as well. Is that there's just so many hours in a day, calling people, being on the phone, spending 15 to 30 minutes per person, that can gobble up a lot of your time, especially if you're an operator and actually have an investing business while you're growing an online business, you already don't have enough time in the day. So again, it's really important about, you know, in all the mentorship and all the masterminds I'm in, it's all about establishing your why, right? Why are you doing this? Why well, really want to expand my business? Well, I can't keep doing just ads. I can't just work with the same five affiliates. I need to be doing something different. This is the solution for that, okay? So you have to be making sure that you're, you know, making this effort daily, having these conversations and every single meeting that you're at is looking for these opportunities and just building a profile. And then of course, like all things to continue to follow up until an opportunity is established, right? So we do have a lot of other cool episodes coming to kind of piggyback on this, you know, regarding, you know, finding the right synergies, uh, really understanding, you know, crafting the right message to increase your, you know, response rates, you know, understanding, you know, what it is that you need to do month to month in order to hit your goals, right? So today is all about just getting in the right mindset, understanding that this is beyond you, okay? If you're just thinking so, if you're living in your own world, your own universe, and you're not ex really thinking about how affiliates can help you, please use this episode to start thinking more along those lines uh, because I promise you, this is definitely one of those things that you spend a lot of effort in the beginning. It'll actually carry you through uh, some months. We had an episode we did, I don't know if we released it yet, but with Cherie Constant, she's another affiliate manager. And she said, when things were shifting in their investing market, if it wasn't for affiliates, they would have not survived. Um, just understand that, right? So that goes really back to our all your eggs in a few baskets. If just two of these channels dry up, what does your business look like? Do you have the pipeline in place to help you recover? If your answers are no, go back to the drawing board, turn these into yeses, okay? So hopefully guys, this was really, really helpful for you. You know, Thank you, Alex, for putting together our episode today. We hope you guys enjoyed. We'd love to hear your feedback. If you have any you know, questions about our episode or have any kind of you know, input regarding what we talked about, you know, let us know in the comments, let us know in the replies. You know, let us know on our social channels because we're always trying to improve our content. We always want to make sure that it's catering to what you guys are wanting to learn specifically in the affiliate marketing, affiliate management space. 
um, because, you know, we are passionate about this. So thank you guys again for tuning in to our episode today. Um, Like always, if there's any information you need, you'd like to speak to myself or to Alex regarding your business, uh, just to kind of explore. I do these discovery calls. Just check out the affiliate incubator.com. Follow us on our socials. Reach out. We'd love to connect with you. So with that, stay tuned for our next episode. It's going to be a banger. We look forward to talking to you. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you guys.